And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. We are in a rush today. <laughs> I'm recording on my phone. I'm recording, I'm recording on the Zoom as the audio. I'm at home. <laughs> if you're not watching the if you're not watching the video, if you're not watching the audio, now what you're doing in your life. But I'm recording regular, everything's a regular record. Except for the camera now is my phone. And the only issue is I know I have second seven gigabytes of memory on my phone left. Sixty-four gigs. Seven gigabytes of memory. Why do phone why do phones this phone's three years old? Even even back in twenty seventeen when it came out. Maybe twenty sixteen. Yeah, because I got it the spring after. So maybe even in twenty sixteen when this phone came out, it was 64 gigabytes is still too small because flash memory was, you know, I could, I could still go out and get a, the 256 gigabyte card back then for, you know, a hundred bucks. Now it's like 25 bucks. What are you doing? I forgot what I was looking for. <laughs> oh no, I was looking for the constitutional topics on my, on my, uh, Google drive. Oh boy. What a week it's been. Yeah. I feel like, especially since I'm going to work, uh, there are, and I, in the past couple of weeks, there haven't been, there hasn't been as much, that many people driving, that many, that much people driving. There haven't been that many people driving on the road. And then today, yesterday, actually, yesterday, I noticed just a crap ton of people driving their cars on the highway in Atlanta. Insane. Just a lot of people. Like I would almost hit traffic. <laughs> Which in Atlanta, that's a godsend. You want to almost hit traffic, but just miss it. Get off of your exit. Just miss it. What else happened? Oh, today I had an interview with uh, 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 director Rachel Lee Goldenberg. I believe that's her name. Uh, nice half hour interview. I did not mean for it to go that long. Uh, and truth be told, this is probably the first or second interview ever that uh, I just noticed something in my poorly built apartment that there is a piece of flooring that's coming up a piece of hardwood flooring that wasn't even put in correctly. And it's just, I've never sat at this angle and looked at the closet and it's, it's, it's noticeable. It's very noticeable. I can't believe I didn't notice that you pay so much for these apartments. And then, you know, there's trade-offs. I mean, I'm very lucky to even be able to afford uh, to live alone in a two bedroom in Atlanta, no less. But uh, it's it's uh, crazy, crazy. I think about this all the time. Like, I'll get back to originally Goldenberg in a second. (laughs) But uh, was it last week? So up until last week for maybe uh, two months, two and a half, three months, my tub when I was taking a shower would drain super slow. And then over the course of that two and a half, three months, it got super, super slow. And then one day last week it was, it was on, um, what I do last Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. So it had to be last Thursday. So last Thursday, I think about this all the time, ever since it happened. So last Thursday, I, I took a shower in the morning. I did my little workout, my boxing workout and I took a shower in the morning <laughs> And then I, and then I got out of the shower and it wasn't draining at all. My tub just stopped draining. And I said, what in the world's going on? And I just, you know, I just did my, and it was, and also 
the shower water was building up around, usually it would build up around my feet, but it got to my ankles and I would just, I was just sitting there like, I was just mad. I, I, I said, I pay $1,500 to live here and there's no parking and there's no amenities and blah, blah. I'm just like mad in the shower. And then I get out, I get ready and everything. And before I go to work, I look in the tub, still not drained. I go, maybe we'll drain all day. I come back home, my eight hour work day, come back home. And I, uh, first thing I do is look in the tub and I'm just, I'm cussing up a storm furious. And I just go, you know what? I don't ever fix this. Uh, Cause obviously no one can come out here and fix this. So I look and, uh, I go, I go, I look online and I figure and just say, and just like had it, had an un, had an undrained tub. Cause I, cause before like a, like a month into this, I got, I bought some white vinegar and then some baking soda and I did the whole, like you pour hot water down there to flush everything out. Then you do the vinegar and the baking soda. Um, and then, um, you wait like 15 minutes and then you do hot water again. So, you know, just put on the electric kettle and did that twice. Uh, and it didn't work. And then I, I, I get in the tub and I unscrew, you have to, un, you have to find, you have to find where the, where the, there's a little tiny screw under where the, the, the water stopper is. And you got to find that and then you got to unscrew it and then you got to take out the water stopper. And, and then you just get a, you get a wire hook and you dig in there and you, you root around and, and just, and push and pull and whatever thing, whatever come out will come out. Uh, I did that. Then think, keep in mind this water's been sitting here all day. So it's about ankle deep water. So, which means my, my forearm is basically covered. Like half my forearm is covered. I took off the watch, obviously. Uh, it's a, it's a garment. It's, it's, it's special. It's important. The garment's like seven years old. Uh, so I dig in there, I do it. And then, uh, I, I root around in there. I have my, I have one wire, one wire hanger left. Cause I got rid of them all. Cause they're bad. And I, and I, I dug around there. I dug around and I, pull out this big clump of what I think is just hair and I pull it out and I see the color white and I go, what the F is that? And I pull out this thing and it's a giant wad of plumber's tape and hair. And I'm thinking, how did that get in there? And then suddenly the drain just starts to move. It's not moving fast. So then the other thing I saw on a Home Depot video was you get the plunger and you, you just plunge deep. You just plunge on top of the hole and then maybe that'll push everything that's at the end that you can't get. So I did that. Uh, and the, the plunger had particles on it from, from when I last used it. <laughs> the plunger had particles on it from when I last used it. And so those particles are now floating in this water. <laughs> I just plunged, I plunged, and then I just heard like a, like a, it was like a deep, and, and just, just whatever was pushed out was pushed out, and all of the water just started flowing down this drain, and then the water's gone. I get some cleaner, I spray it around, I, I start cleaning the tub a little bit, because I'm going to clean the tub anyway on Saturday, because I do it every two weeks, and, uh, I, I, and I clean the tub. And, uh, I, I, the shower is now working, but there's a wad of tape and hair that's sitting in my trash can. And I think, how did that get in there? So I have two theories. It's either, you know, end the story in a second. It's either the, uh, this apartment was so shoddily built that whatever pipes are down there connecting, you know, to who knows what, that one of them is now destroyed and gone. And that, that piece of tape was just from that pipe and it was just like watered around there. And then it just got loosened and slipped out. And now the tape is, it, it was in my drain and some, eventually something bad is going to happen or B, uh, 
all the pipes in the apartment complex are connected and that exact same thing happened. And so it's going to be a huge problem for everybody. So, uh, <laughs> who knows, who knows what will happen? Who knows what will happen? Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I wish I could find this price apartment at a complex. Truly, I do. Uh, but again, very lucky. Very lucky to to have this apartment and to be able to get a stimulus check, which came in. I'm very glad it did. <laughs> I immediately paid credit cards. <laughs> Just two of them. Uh, I only have two. So let's hop right into this first story. Uh, the PS5 is going to be in short supply. This comes from Bloomberg uh, for this first year. Written by Takashi Mochiziku, Mo- Mochiziki. I don't know why I said Ziku. And Yuki Furukawa. I'm really good at pronouncing things. Oh, boy. Apparently, this counts as two articles. If I read it earlier today, and then uh, if I opened it earlier today, and then I opened it a second time, this counts as two articles on my Bloomberg access joy so there's no secret that both the ps5 and the xbox series x are coming out this year uh coronavirus hits sadly we now have to deal with the coronavirus so that means things are going to be in short supply i've uh, uh apple announced the iphone se is coming out a new version of it obviously that might be a little bit short supply uh, even though china's opening back up and that's where we know apple builds their phones so who knows but we do know PS5 is going to be in short supply and maybe the Xbox Series X. But Sony has came, come out and said, hey, it's going to be in short supply. Uh, and it, it, it is due to COVID-19 coronavirus. <laughs> it, we, so the company, this comes from Bloomberg, the company has uh, told assembly partners it will make about five to six million units of the PS5 in a fiscal year ending March 2021. So that means from now until next March from last March to from the, the Met past month to this next March. Uh, and uh, when, when the PS4 came out in November, 2013, it looks like it sold 7.5 million units in its first two quarters. So that's drastically below what is it's uh, meant to what they want to sell. But PS5 is going to be a lot more expensive than what the PS4 launched at. So with Xbox series X. Now, if you think of these consoles in terms of computers, they're going this first year. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a PS five or a PS four. It doesn't matter in this first year because the games are going to be released concurrently with, with both those consoles. It's going to be two or three years down the line in 2024. When you are, what year is it? 2020 in 2022 in 2023, when you're going to want to upgrade because that's when the exclusives will be there. But otherwise we're going to get last of us part two. We're going to get, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I think that's what it's called. You're going to get um, whatever other exclusives there are going to be on the on the PS4. They're going to be on the PS5 too. These, especially if you look at a Xbox Series X, they're going, Microsoft has come out and said, Phil Spencer, Major Nelson, everybody has said, this is, a, this is, a, it's going to be more expensive. The games are going to be released. You know, Game Pass is still the same. Xbox Live is still the same. So you don't have to worry about that stuff. Um, yeah. So just wait, just wait. You don't need a PS five right now. You know, I want to buy this coffee machine. It costs 180 bucks. It makes hot coffee, hot tea, cold brew. (laughs) Do I need it? No, 
do I want it? You bet your butt. <laughs> um, so yeah, PS4 sales for 300 bucks. Uh, 250 is the cheapest I've seen. I think I bought mine in 2000 when until dawn came out. So 2015 or 16, I graduated college 2016. I bought in 2016 just for until dawn. And it was a deep, deep sale for $200. And, uh, yeah. And I bought it and it came with uncharted and I, I played uncharted for a little bit and I said, this is boring. <laughs> Waiting for until dawn to come out until dawn came out, played it over Christmas. <laughs> and it was truly amazing. I bought my Xbox one. That was a deep sale. 2015. It was refurbished and I bought it and it came with, um, an Assassin's Creed game, I believe. No, it came with, uh, oh God, I was just looking at this game the other day. What's the one with the gladiators? Oh, jeez, Xbox gladiator game. It is called rise son of Rome. It took me like three years to beat that game too. Cause I was just, that game is just boring. It looks great though. And I, and I bought, <laughs> and I, I think that was like two fifty, and it came with that and it came with the, the connect and it also came with uh dance central. Now I can't play dance central cause I sold my connect for two bucks cause I was a desperate need of money. So just wait. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Moving on. The XFL is no longer anymore. Uh, if you recall, if you watch news time, and I know you don't, you uh, would have seen an episode that I did about the XFL returning. The extra football league is what I've been calling it. Vince, Mc... Vince McMahon's baby. You know what I just realized? I, I'm in the bed and I deliberately chose to record this episode in bed. And then I said, and in my head, when the theme song was going, I was, I thought, you know what? I have to address it. I'm back in the bed and I never did. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> I'm back in the bed. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it. <laughs> if you're watching this as an Instagram clip out, uh, go ahead and subscribe to the constitutionals podcast on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Google play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, please. And then watch the video on youtube.com slash sequels comedy. <laughs> And don't say you told don't say you did because you're lying to me. I know I know you only watch the Instagram cutouts, you jerks. You bunch of turds. <laughs> Thanks for subscribing. Tell your friends. <laughs> and review us. Um anyway. The XFL is coming back. I mean, it's, no, it's gone. It's gone. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It's gone. <laughs> and now they so this is uh back in April 10th. Uh it's from ESPN, written by Kevin Seifert and Field Yates. What kind of names are those? Field Yates. If he didn't play sports, then I don't know what he's doing his life. At least in high school and college. XFL suspends operations, lays off uh, employees, and has no plans for 2021 season. That's, I mean, this is sad because, you know, obviously they didn't sell tickets and they might not have had the the viewership. However, this is a pretty cool experiment to bring back a more serious version of, of the XFL. Uh, if you, again, if you watch that news time episode, you'll see that it wasn't serious before it was, it was Vince McMahon owned it, owns it. And it was a, a WWF at the time, WWF match in football form. But now when it came back, it, it was mature. It was something that was watchable. I know when my sister got married and I was hanging out with the, uh, the groomsmen, 
we were watching an XFL game. People were talking about it, you know, it might have not have had the views of an NFL game, but I mean, it was, it was supplemental football. It gave us two extra months of football, three, two. Yeah. The XFL canceled its last its season last month after five games as part of a nationwide shutdown to the, due to the coronavirus pandemic, pledging to return next year. But XFL COO Jeffrey Pollock, ooh, that sounds bad, <laughs> Pollock, <laughs> changed course Friday, <laughs> conducting, if you know old-timey uh, slurs, <laughs> then Pollock is bad, <laughs> conducting a 10-minute conference call to inform employees of the news. I think I thought the XFL was cool, obviously. And it gives these guys an extra chance to play in these games to to because uh, a lot of the not a lot, but some of the guys in XFL were able to land spots on uh, other teams. Uh, like here's a here's a, here's some right here. Chiefs to sign third rated XFL quarterback to Mel. Steelers boost death with signings of three from XFL. Wow. Uh, XFL QB Walker to reunite with rule on Panthers. Like they, they obviously, they can obviously get these jobs. And that was, that was kind of what it was going to be like, it's it's supposed to be what the G league is to the NBA. These people, these guys are supposed to be able to just go on from there or just get their second chance and get a fine paycheck out of it too. So then we heard, this is from the rap that they filed for bankruptcy, not three days later. And it is, this is written by uh, Tim Basinger. Hmm. I wonder if he's related to Kim Basinger. It's not how you spell it either. Uh, <laughs> in a Delaware bankruptcy court filing, the XFL listed between $10 million and $50 million in debts and an equal amount in assets. Oh my gosh. That's so sad. These people got fired. Some of these guys don't even get their chance to play football again. The league's return got off to a good start. This is the second time that uh, Vince McMahon started this. First one was back in 2001. Never forget. Uh, and they never got their chance to shine. It truly, you know, there was that, there was that one time that there was a lot of cursing on nationally broadcast television. That's all I could say. Let's move on. And then there was that guy that threw up on the field of reporters, sports reporters were, were down there, like almost in like, Every time something important happened, they would go talk to the player immediately. <laughs> you scored a touchdown. How was that? And that was cool. That was really cool. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, this is a huge banner ad on The Verge right now. It's for Vox, and Vox is asking for money. There's a lot of the... I would rather a journalism-based organization ask for money than to fire people. Uh, the Hollywood reporter, and I understand that's not true journalism, but the Hollywood reporter fired, laid off some staff. Uh, I believe maybe LA times too. I don't know. Just a bunch of, a bunch of periodicals have laid off staff. Um, Vox hasn't done anything thus far. 
people at I guess IGN are still fine for now. Um, New York Times, you know, just different, different thing, different uh, publishers around the land are. But Vox is doing something different in that they're asking for money from the audience. They're saying, hey, you read this, please give us money. The Atlantic is kind of close to doing that as well because <laughs> they, they already charge. Uh, they started charging like a couple of months ago. So I think that's a nice thing to do, though. I'm still supporting the Times, New York Times. Maybe I'll support Vox and maybe I'll support. That'll be it. NPR, NPR. Maybe I'll support NPR. Give me a tote bag. They still do that. <laughs> they still do tote bags. Actually, no, I looked up. I was on the NPR shop uh, this week. Not even a couple of days ago, I was on the shop this week and I saw, you know, sweatshirts, you know, for 60 bucks. Uh, then I saw, um, a, uh, tote bag, one of the classic tote bags, $60. And I thought, no, I want to get that for free <laughs> when I donate money. <laughs> this next one comes from the verge written by Ashley Carmen. Instagram redesigns IGTV with creators as a focus. You know what's really funny? I have this phone as the camera, and I do, I've been going for 22 minutes, and I guarantee that the camera's full right now. <laughs> I guarantee it stopped. I'm going to check, and I would pause the recording, but I'm not going to. I'm going to narrate everything that happens. All right, I'm getting up. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, let's see. <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> It's still going. And now you can see that I'm wearing the same color uh, shorts and uh, shirt. I'm not embarrassed about it. God, it would be funny if I wasn't wearing pants or shorts. This is going to be <sighs> tormenting to upload, though. My phone uploaded to Google Photos. It's going to take seven hours. <laughs> All right. Okay. This comes from Ashley Carmen, written by On the Verge, written by Ashley Carmen. Instagram redesigns IGTV with a Instagram redesigns IGTV with a uh, focus on the creators of the focus. So IGTV is I, Instagram's answer to YouTube, and it's not a good answer. But every but famous people seem to use it, <laughs> and not a lot. Let me tell you, <laughs> they just upload things that are slightly above one minute. I like the constraints of a one minute post on Instagram because it's not meant to be YouTube, but then his IGTV thing is meant to be. And then, you know, when they launched it, it was supposed to be a separate app. And then they, they basically mixed, you know, they basically brought over the functionality of IGTV over to Instagram is <laughs> so now you can post on the IGTV from Instagram. You can watch IGTV videos from Instagram, but then you have this separate app that can do the same thing, but without the Instagram stuff, just get rid of IGTV. Nobody wants a separate app. Just like, I don't want a separate app to send uh, to you. <laughs> PlayStation has two separate PlayStation apps and one's for like controlling the PS4 with your phone and, and messaging and all that stuff. And then the other one is, for like seeing if friends are online and going to the store. It just doesn't make sense. Nobody wants two separate apps for these things. It's like having YouTube and YouTube music. <laughs> I don't want to. It just doesn't make sense to me. So now IGTV is going to be is 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 going to be the they want it to be the landing page. They want it to be the cure all for all of your long form 
consumption of video. You thought I was going to say content, but I wasn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, yeah, that's basically it. The company tells The Verge today that it's completely redesigned the homepage to feature a creator on top, tailored to each user based on how they follow. I mean, Instagram has is a, a very odd platform for me. It is my favorite social media uh, platform. It is the best one. You can do pictures, and then under your pictures, you can have a giant paragraph or, or no paragraph. You can do stories. You can that disappear in twenty four hours. You can do polls. You can do live stuff, and it's great. It's fun. It's awesome. It's 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 way better than Snapchat. It's way better than. Uh, uh, Facebook. It's better than Twitter. It's less racist than Twitter. <laughs> and again, people do really beautiful things. They do whole posts on there that take up you know their entire page, and you have to go to their page, and you can see one giant picture made up of like seven tiny little pictures. It's cool. I think it's a really cool thing. And it te- it helps. It teaches it teaches celebrities connect with their fans. <laughs> Help celebrities connect with the fans, fans connect with celebrities, vice versa, all that stuff. Uh, let's see what else is going on. <laughs> the, <laughs> let's see what's going on. The company is also issuing a small but likely impactful update to the Instagram app. Users can now post their IGTV content to their stories. Oh, of course, a week after I needed it. I uploaded the... Uh, the Larry the Cable Guy interview and the clip I took out from the interview was a minute 42 and it's I, I tried to post I tried to do that to this I tried to put the IG uh, TV video to the stories and it and it wouldn't work and instead of a freeze frame 15 seconds of content will play yeah so and click through god that's all I wanted oh makes me so mad these updates uh, seem to suggest Instagram thinks people are having trouble finding videos yeah I, I, yeah and that might be what's contributing to lower view counts on the platform and again IGTV is not YouTube though it doesn't have the view numbers because nobody wants to again watch stuff on their phone a lot of people I could I would venture to say I would even I'd, I'd bet I bet my uh, I bet two cookies on it that that most people, when they watch YouTube, they watch it on a giant screen. And by giant screen, I mean television. And then the next giant screen they watch it on is your laptop. And then after that, it's their seven-inch phone. <laughs> I doubt. Seriously doubt anyone's watching it uh, just on their phone. Last thing I want to talk about is something called the All-In Challenge. <laughs> This is so, this is crazy. All in Challenge is, uh, it was created by, sorry, excuse me, I got to talk to the mic. It was created by and built by Fanatics founder and executive chairman Michael Rubin, along with Alan Titch, Gary Vanderchuk, with support from the entire Fanatics team on behalf of the All in Challenge Foundation. So, All in Challenge is famous people just doing. Uh, donating experiences for regular people to uh, bid on bid, you know, we'll get to the numbers later, but bid money on so that that money will go to uh, all these different companies, these different beneficiaries. What did I say like that? Like meals on wheels and no kid hungry and America's food fund 
in Feeding America and World Central Kitchen. I know four of those and I work with, I've already donated money to one of them and I donated time to another one of them. I don't know what America's Food Fund is. It's launched by DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio? Wow, okay. Anyway, the All In Challenge. So what it is, is Jiminy Christmas, the loudest slamming doors in the world. Uh, people like Drake, Jimmy Kimmel, Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Tom Brady, <laughs> Justin Bieber, Kevin Hart. <laughs> I said Bieber, Bieber, Jamie Foxx, Timberlake, Bill Murray, Ellen Generous, just so many people. And they're all donating these different uh, experiences. So Drake has Fly on Air Drake Party in L.A., and score tickets to Drizzy's show. And let's see how much this one costs. Oh, starting bid is at $10. You can, and that gives you 10 entries. So some of them are like that. So some of them are $10 for 10 entries, you know, 25 for 25 and so on. Um, and that's pretty cool. And, and there's a lot of, there's like a lot of uh, little stuff you win. So you get to find air Drake, but obviously you get four instead of one ticket to Drake show, you get four tickets to Drake show. You got to be 21 or older. You get a OVO and Nike care package. You get a private party with Drake and his crew. You get a round trip airfare, <laughs> uh, two nights hotel accommodations for eight people in Los Angeles. Wow. I don't even know seven people. <laughs> I didn't know two people that I invite. <laughs> Everyone else could suck an egg, <laughs> suck an egg. Um, let's see. And then a lot of them are like walk on rolls, <laughs> but like one of them is uh when a walk on roll in a Scorsese film with Dar- DiCaprio and De Niro. But I guarantee it's just going to be like a wait, like you're a waiter. And then they're like, Hey, can I get some water? You're like, yes, sir. And that's it. <laughs> and then others are these uh glant these expensive like fifty thousand dollar things i know the tom brady one so the tom so one of so some of them are like an auction the other ones are like enter the win tom brady's oh jesus oh my god the starting bid was fifty thousand for a tampa bay home opener game uh the game jersey and dinner with brady there are six bids and it's been like a day and the current bid is $140,000. That is uh, more than tw- uh, a lot of money that I make. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. For, and I guarantee, this is just for rich people. Like, truly. I mean, obviously, the auctions are for rich people. Uh, Gail King had one. Uh, you get to spend a day with Gail. Well, not a get, not a day. Uh, uh, you get, you get to go to her favorite breakfast place and her favorite lunch place. Not with her. You get to have a private dinner with her. Then you get to a tour of CBS This Morning Studio and a tour of Oprah Magazine, behind the scenes of Oprah Magazine, of Oprah O Magazine, uh, and then some other stuff. And it'll add tickets to a Broadway show with Gail. And I believe that's it. <laughs> and the opening bid was $5,000. Crazy. And then, I mean, I think it's an interesting thing to do. You get, oh, there's one. There's one, my favorite one. Play horse and sit courtside for Lakers with Magic Johnson. <laughs> so the starting bid, there's only two bids on it. Starting bid was $50,000. The current bid is $55,000. Uh, and let's see, you get airfare hotel and ground transportation transportation to and from LAX 
auction winner must live in the United States. Uh, enjoy a private tour of Magic's trophy room. Uh, go to LA to play horse with Magic Johnson at the Staples Center. <laughs> Just like one match of horse. <laughs> Just one match of horse. <laughs> I don't know how we imagine. And then, oh, this this is the best part. Magic Johnson will come to your town and spend one one out one one hour with you. <laughs> <laughs> parentheses office q a attend a special event go to dinner or just hang out with you <laughs> come on <laughs> come on man <laughs> mutually agreed upon date <laughs> you and 10 of your friends will have dinner with magic <laughs> your your 10 friends will watch a lakers game in a suite while you watch the game from the floor with magic <laughs> That's insane. That is crazy. <laughs> One hour. Hey, I live in uh, Minneapolis. <laughs> Can you come and visit me, Magic? <laughs> sure, man. I'll be down there. <laughs> Just one hour. He flies from LA to Minneapolis. <laughs> he goes to Idaho. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. I'm going to quote... Uh, the interview I just had with uh, Larry the Camper guy. I don't, I don't care. I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. <laughs> he used to say that in stand up. Listen, the all in challenge, if you think it's, it's, it's for a good cause, for a bunch of good causes. I like, again, like I said, four out of five of those uh, charities I know, two of them I've worked with. Uh, definitely consider it. If you have $10 just to, to enter into one of these crazy, silly things, do it. It's fine. I want to do it. I want to do it. I have $10 to, to give. Listen, if you like what you heard here, speaking of giving, head on over to the website, com, where you can see a brand new episode. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Okay. You know what? This interview is going to go up. The interview I just did with Rachel is going to go up the week of May 8th when the movie comes out. So the week of May 3rd, excuse me. But you can also, you can read this interview right now, this profile I did on Larry the Cable Guy. It's great. Very long. Uh, I there was a part a couple a couple episodes ago. I mentioned that he and I uh, got into a discussion about <laughs> what is funny and what is not funny, and uh, I included it in the piece, uh, basically word for word. Um, for I mean, obviously for his word for word, but for me, it, I had to cut some things out. So because uh, I cursed him out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But definitely check it out. Uh, as far as I know, his people liked it. As far as I know, they haven't said anything. <laughs> uh, he didn't say anything negative. So that's good. That's good for me, too. <laughs> you know, TBS or uh, Warner Media put me on their their um, their media list. So now I'm getting emails from them, which is great. I would, I love to be in contact with people's PR. The bigger the PR company, the better. Uh, the thing is they keep sending me, <laughs> they keep sending me links for screeners for, for, you know, the ability to watch shows ahead of time and the company they use, they have not signed me up yet. So, I'm just sitting, I have all, <laughs> I have the, I have the invitation for all these screeners, but I, I, they just, Warner Media signed me up and they never did anything after the fact. 
thank you for the invitation for half the invitation. It's like, it's like inviting me to a party and it's saying you can't eat any of the chips and dip, Chad. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> I wouldn't cause we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> If you like what you heard here, head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com. You can read an interview with Larry the Cable Guy. It's a very good profile. I did a good job. I do say so myself. If you want to see a video version of this show, and I don't know why you wouldn't, head over to youtube.com slash cpluscomedy, where I'm sitting in bed. <laughs> Again, for the second week in a row. Next week, I'll sit in the kitchen or something, if my neighbors are quiet. Uh, if you also on youtube.com slash cpluscomedy, is our premiere show news time, which is a show where I take one story and I dissect it and I try to put jokes in it. Sometimes it's too serious. Sometimes it's too short. Sometimes it's too long, but it's always just produced enough. Check it out. It's a good show. I really do like it. We're coming up on 300 episodes and you know, the coronavirus may have thrown off the schedule for the episodes I had planned out until this week. Um, so yeah, now I'm behind. <laughs> Congratulations to me. Um, but, uh, 300, I think might be decent. Who knows? Actually, I have no idea for that, but who knows? I always do something fun for the hundreds and the fifties and all that stuff. All right. Thank you for listening. I, oh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pull this up. So now I gotta, all right. Thank you for listening. You're the best. Bye.